Welcome back to Idol Talk. In this episode, we talk about the songs we just can't get enough of, whether they're new releases or just new to us, from some of our faves in the K-pop industry. This episode will cover The Weeknd by BB, Feel My Rhythm by Red Velvet, and Spring, again, by Newest. These are the songs you're definitely going to need on your playlist, so stick around. Hi everyone, welcome back to Idol Talk, where we explore South Korean pop culture one obsession at a time. My name is Nathan, and I'm your host. Hey everyone, I'm Ashley, the editor for Idol Talk, and recently I've been watching the drama 2125 that like- 2521! Oh, God damn it. 20, God damn it. 25, I, I get it mixed up every time. 2521 <laughs> on Casey's recommendation, and I love it. I still keep Yay. calling the lead dude Namdo-san. But I, I have no idea what his name is, except Namdo-san. <laughs> but anyway, it's great. What is it? Becky Jin. Oh, yeah. Um, hey, everyone. I'm Chris, co-host. And um, let's all take a moment of silence and thank the K-pop gods. Be in gratitude. Take in this moment because they have heard my prayers <laughs> and we got our date for a Big Bang comeback. April 5th. It's at 0 a.m. on the post. Um, be ready. I'm I don't know. Should we do like a like a rewind? I can't talk right now. I just woke up from a nap, but like a, a listening party? A listening party. There you go. A listening party on the pod IG. Yeah. What time I is zero zero a.m. Korean time to Pacific time? <laughs> that is a great question. It's usually <laughs> around like, isn't it like the middle of the night? I will confirm. But yes, we finally get got our Big Bang comeback. And it will have T.O.P. in it because he also posted on his Instagram the same promotional poster. So I look forward to it. 12 p.m. Korea time Ooh. is 8 a.m. Pacific time. Oh, perfect. So perfect time for a listening party. Yeah, I'll be playing it during class. <laughs> hey everyone, it's Casey. Um, if you hear crazy sounds in the background, it's because <laughs> I am in a tornado warning. But I love K-pop so much wow. that I am willing to die talking about it. <laughs> just yeah, that's just the level of dedication I have. Um, I believe Sammy, Cynthia, and I coined the term <laughs> "desperate fangirl." I think that is the most accurate description <laughs> of the type of fangirl I am. We appreciate the dedication, even the though desperation. We... Mm, okay, if you put it that way. Yeah. Um, but we asked Casey, we're like, do you want to postpone? And then, you know, here we are. No. We're just going to keep going. No, this is too important of a topic for me to not talk about right now. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Twitter at Idle Talk Pod and rate, review, and subscribe to us on all the major podcast directories, especially uh, Apple Music and Spotify. We are also soliciting feedback on our email, idletalkpod at gmail.com. And don't forget to also visit our content directory, idletalkpod.uwu.ai, where you'll see previous episodes categorized, playlists, recommendations, concert reviews, K-drama reactions and reviews and information about us. So we have all of that there. So please check us out. Um, but for this episode, we are back with a K-Bops 
um, series. So I'll go ahead and pass it to Casey. Okay, so this seems random coming from me, and I am not the resident um, Red Velvet stan in the pod, but I ask that I go on this rant uninterrupted and then we can open it up afterwards for discussion because I have a lot of thoughts so my recommendation this episode is Feel My Rhythm by Red Velvet literally just came out today and wow like instant hook you know that tiktok sound that goes this is a work of art yeah this is a work (laughs) of art oh oh, yeah 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 this is a work of (laughs) art like this is a like one of the rare instances where I'm not only putting on my music theologist hat, oh my gosh, but I'm also an art historian now. <laughs> like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> so, this release, like, we're gonna talk about both the music video and the song itself. Um, it's a lot, and not, and I don't say that it's a lot in the same way that I would use that word to describe like an Espa release. Mm. But the song and the music video feel like a lot in a way that's really deliberate and thoughtful and actually artistic in its complexity. And I'll get into why I'm saying this. And I feel like this could be an episode in itself. So if I start to go on for too long, just like let me know uh, <laughs> because it is a fucking lot. So we're going to backtrack. I sent the group chat like a picture, a link to the concept photos just blown away and already hyped because it was like pink they were in pink and white outfits and they were like they look like little ballerinas Mm -hmm. like the kind of ballerinas that you would get when you open up like a music box that was the vibe of those pictures so i was already hyped because it kind of evokes like a like a classical sound you know and then true to the concept the music video for feel my rhythm opens up to an oil painting, French garden vibes, and like, it's so peaceful. You hear the sounds of a babbling brook, there's birds chirping, it's very zen. And like, the girls are in like, these situations in this oil painting scene that later research is actually inspired by real life paintings. Like, um, the the scene where um, Joy is in the water, like she's on her back in the water. You only see like her face peeking out. That's a that's a painting of of Ophelia by Sir John Everett Millay. Okay. Irene on the swing <laughs> is literally a painting called The Swing 
by Jean-Honoré Fragonard. Irene and Solgi with the umbrellas is a real painting by Monet called Woman with Parasol. Like, oh, wow. And over and I over and over again. I did not know this, Casey. Yes. So many elements are borrowed from actual famous paintings. Like, even that, like, structure at the end of the music video, it's this weird, like, house-looking thing. Um, it's also from a painting, but I, I didn't write down the name of that. And that's why I'm saying that it's, like, really deliberate and thoughtful because they throw in all these things so casually and so effortlessly and later you're like what the fuck like anyway so back to the whole classical thing they fucking sample a classical song mm -hmm. Johann Sebastian Bach's <laughs> Air on G string they fucking sample that and then you know what they do with it they set it to a trap beat who fuck the break fuck? that shit down who the fuck could do that <laughs> red velvet you know what Mwah. Chef's kiss executed beautifully <laughs> because they have fucking vocals. Each one of those bitches can sing, so they can't. Like, you cannot do something as experimental as setting a classical sample to a trap and EDM beat yeah. without having the vocals to carry the rest of the fucking song. And the the music video is really weird, and in some elements, is very terrifying. Like. There's a lot of people in costume bird outfits that are scary. Solgi is like a demon. I have a... And then there's also elements of spring goddesses. Wendy's underwater, swinging towards a strawberry. Like, so many questions. <laughs> the and straw sure poking that's... through the strawberry yeah. and Solgi biting the strawberry. I was like, what is going on? Okay, so earlier, um, Ashley asked me who my bias was. And in that moment of the strawberry biting... It 100% became soul. <laughs> and I feel, and that's why I was like, ask me on the pod because I feel like that is the most obvious choice, I guess, for me at least with my history. Um, it makes a lot of I, sense for you. Yes. So it did. Yes. And also, I love how she looked when she was in the garden in her like little, like soft spring dress, but she still looked kind of mean. I was like, yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that aesthetic. Um, so, so what's the storyline? So I don't really understand. Like, I didn't have enough time to really, like, write it out. Like, you know, like, research into it. Because I'm sure there's a lot of channels on YouTube that have already done a full analysis, have broken down all of the elements. But what I was thinking was that it was kind of reminding me of the myth of Persephone. Not that I think oh. that the storyline was a direct correlation, but the idea of Persephone as the goddess of spring, but she's also the queen of the underworld part-time. So it's the dichotomy huh. of those two elements of one person reflected in the music video's vi uh, visuals and within the song itself. I want to say that that is for sure it. Because that's yeah, but then what threw me off was like the strawberry and like the underwater portions. That's true. I was like, what is Wendy being underwater with right. the strawberry? Like, but I mean, the, the, the concept of the outfits, when I was seeing the teasers, I was really confused and concerned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the outfits were all over the place. Like, you have Swan Lake little ballerinas, black and white, and then you have. They're in. They're like two thousands pop stars in this like fountain area dancing. Like, yeah. And then and you, then have, you the have the dark one. Sulky. Yeah, the darks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. It was. 
They pulled it off, but it was all over the place. And listeners, I would love to hear your thoughts on like the visuals and what the storyline is because although I do think they pulled it off and I think it was like a 10 out of 10 music video and I loved it and I'm obsessed, like I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> yeah. Chris, were you going to say something? I was going to say that. Okay, number one, here's my first like surface level and analysis of the music video. Number one is this Black Swan because that's the mm-hmm. vibe. Yeah. <laughs> number two, then as I started getting more into it, I was like, maybe this is like a representation of their like red side versus velvet side right. too because they have that dichotomy mm. as well. Right. Yeah. So that was just my surface level analysis as I was watching. No, that was sh- actually one of the questions I wrote down. Is this a red or a velvet track? Yeah, that was WTF. one of my questions. <laughs> That's a really great question. I looked up um, um, the the genius description on this song, and it says, "Stand genius." Lyrically, the song encourages listeners to follow their dreams and just unravel where the rhythm takes them. The music video showcases an elegant yet mysterious aesthetic, as the girls also show their tempting visuals in darker themes similar to their hit track "Psycho." Wow, that didn't tell me anything. Yeah, yeah, it's really uh, so. You're gonna it's have about it's about mystery and temptation, and I, I mean, it's intriguing. Yeah, it's very and if intriguing. You want, if if the if the purpose of it was. To have you talking about it and questioning everything about it, it fucking worked. <laughs> I think that's exactly what they wanted it. people to do. I think you and like. You know, I it's... watched it several times and I just didn't understand. Yeah, I like, watched it. it several times too, and I am no closer to a conclusion on what the story could be than anyone. And I'd love to. He- I I think after this, I'm definitely just going to dive into the. <laughs> I I try not to like watch review or reaction videos before I. Review something on right. our pod because I don't want that to influence my honest take on something. Um, so that's going to be my fucking rabbit hole after this is going into that. I desperately want to stand Red Velvet right now because that whole album as a whole, not a single skip song for me. Ooh. I loved all of them, but my favorites were aside from Feel My Rhythm was Rainbow Halo, Beg for Me. And in my dreams, and what I loved about the whole album in general was that they sample—not sampled, but their overall like sound was very like synth '90s, '80s rock bands, like glam rock bands, where like the guitars and the bass lines were very reminiscent of that. And I thought that was just so like nostalgic, but like refreshing to do as a group because. That's not the sound that a lot of other groups are doing right now. You know how everyone was doing disco for like a hot minute,、mm-hmm. and we were like, "Disco is played out."、Mm-hmm. They're doing another type of like retro sound that not a lot of other groups are doing, and that's what makes them pioneers of this sound.、Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if we start hearing、um, more groups doing this too later this year. Yeah, but yeah, so I will say. Feel my rhythm has entered the、uh, <laughs> pantheon of my nonstop on repeat songs,、nice. likes of which include Black Swan by BTS,、oh, wow. Non by BB, and Libido by Only One of. So now I have four. That, I yes, <laughs> yes. Y'all know how I feel about Black Swan by BTS, and、you、I'm gonna say Feel My、there. Rhythm is number one. Even like, like the, the ballerina concepts. 
I love, I just love this, the chorus too of Feel My Rhythm is just so good. Like it swells up and takes you with it. And also how cute, there's this, like they, every time they do the chorus, they like go into this like fountain area and they're in their like pink and blue, like 2000s inspired outfits. And I think it's Wendy who's wearing the low rise jeans. Um, and they have this cute, like pointing to the side move where they also do a body roll. And I just, I love it. I I stan. So glad you loved it, Casey. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I'm Um, glad to hear that there's the music video has a story because I feel like K-pop has kind of gotten away from that. You know, like, like, remember when BTS had a lore and like, yeah, and like all of their all of their music videos connected, and now like here mm-hmm. we are at permission to dance, like no connection to their lore whatsoever. So I just feel like the industry as a whole has gotten away from that, like the storytelling aspect. Right. Well, as- I think SM is doing that world building overall with all their groups, like with the whole Kwangya. Yeah, the SMCU. Yeah. <laughs> People in the music video comments were like, Sulgi ba- Black Mamba. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I thought that this release was one of their most unique releases. And I will say that, so Casey was mentioning, like, this was, like, confusing good. But I yeah. want to emphasize that, like, this release wasn't like a Zim Zalabim polarizing. Like, there's... Yeah. Pretty much, like, positive reviews across the board, I think, Mm -hmm. of this. And I think it's also kind of to what Chris was saying with, like, I mean, your quote-unquote surface-level take is, is like, a very valid one, right? I think what Casey said about it being, like, what was the story that you said it reminded you of, Casey, with, like... Of Persephone? Yeah, Persephone. Like, that is literally what Red Velvet is, right? A portion of them is red and a portion of them is velvet. Some... a portion of it is a little, like, it's just polar opposite mm-hmm. put together. Like, that's what their whole concept is, right? That makes it really unique, yeah. right? So is I really it red? loved Psycho, so I was prepared to love this. Right. I so, like, was this red or was this velvet? It was probably, like, a mixture of both. But I did see, like, both elements in it versus yeah. like psycho you only really saw velvet right this time i think they're moving the needle a little bit closer to red because you did see a little bit of more cheerful side but then mm-hmm. it kind of like slowly gets taken away by the mysteriousness yeah. of the velvet side right yeah um yeah i think one more fun fact that i read on twitter uh while you were talking about this casey was that the makeup is also classical themed so I'm reading this from at rain stops when, which is allude <laughs> to on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. So, and she, he or she is quoting something that they saw. So I'm citing someone that's citing someone else. They said that Wendy's like eye makeup is a specific note in music called the semi quarter 16th note. Ooh, Joy's what? is what? a quarter eighth note. And Yeri's is a dotted quarter, dotted eighth note. So, like, they're really um, going down on this concept and they're not shying away from it. Which, like, kind of adds to, like, the completeness of this classical French kind of 
theme that they're going for, right? Bach theme, classical yeah. music, right? You so, know, it speaks to the level of visuals of this group that they can pull off the heavy-handedness of this music video with, like, elegance. Because I did not at any point feel like it was too much. Yeah. yeah. In yeah. fact, I would want a movie feature <laughs> like, of this place over and over. And I'm pissed because the the French Garden initial, like, th- those vibes is, like, kind of what I want my wedding to look like. And now that I've seen this, I understand that I cannot accomplish the same. And now I have to change my wedding. Wow. Oh. You can still do it. Um, so Thanks this- a lot, Red Velvet. <laughs> Um, it's it was uh, the one other thing that was a little bit confusing for me was that this was the album is called the Reve Festival 2022, right? Yeah. So it was like a continuation of yeah. actually. Apparently, we haven't finished with the Reve Festival, oh, which that's we thought what I was going to ask you because the other one was the the previous one was called the finale. So Correct. why are we still doing this? So I thought that we we're done. And then we had Queendom, which is complete, which was not related to the Reva Festival at all. So I think my only theory is that they wanted to come out with this after Psycho, but that was the year that Wendy had her accident, right? So maybe they wanted to go for a more conventional release in the summer with Queendom, and then like they circled back to this. That is my only guess. But Reva loves, I don't know what. You you all have isn't it crazy that like Red Velvet is usually like summer Bob Queens and instead they're spring Bob Queens. They're spring Queens now. So I never thought I'd ever be like, yeah, this is a spring Bob because like (laughs) what what are you doing in spring that you need? And it truly is a spring Bob because this is is not something that you would classify (laughs) as a summer like hit, Mm -hmm. right? But it's a a very upbeat light and fresh spring yeah. song. My last note on this, um, longtime listeners of the pods may remember our Justice for Wendy campaign. And I want to talk about the line distribution of this song mm. because indeed it was Justice for Wendy. She had the most lines and the most runs of all the other women on the track Followed next by Solgi, then Joy and Yeri had close in, uh, to the same amount of line distribution, and then Irene was trailing behind. So, mm. justice for Wendy. She's the queen Yay. of vocals. That campaign is still going and strong. And if you have a life-threatening accident where you almost break your hip, you deserve it. You deserve it. And she carried, like, visuals, vocals... Everything. Love it. Obsessed. Obsessed. Okay, well, I'm excited to follow this journey of yours, Casey, and I'm adding this to another yet one of our common groups that we now stand together, which now not many separates us. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. To this. It's getting toxic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you, Casey, for that for that um, introduction of Feel My Rhythm. Okay, so I will go ahead and go next. Uh, my recommendation this time around is also something that I'm interested to hear everyone's thoughts on, and it's going to be newest's um, actually last release, and their title track on their album is called "It's Spring Again." 
I guess we're not leaving the spring concept because you know after all spring it is Mar- it's it is March, so it you know spring is spring is blooming, um, but probably not in the same way that Red Velvet pictured it or painted, as <laughs> Casey was mentioning. So I'll talk a little bit about the song itself, and then I'll go into a little bit more about um, kind of like more in depth on what's going on with Newest and their trajectory. So again, their song is called "It's Tashi Pom," right? So it's like the English is just "It's a- again," but if you translate the English, it's "It's spring again." Emphasis on the season, right? And some of the lyrics definitely allude to the season and kind of like the connotation that it brings. So I'll go ahead and kind of just read out the chorus, a portion of the chorus. It says, "To keep our spring forever." Through the entire world uh, changes, I can stay the same. After this cold winter passes, I will be standing there in March when the spring comes once more. So it's definitely a well. This song is like a pop ballad song, which is something that I like. I'm also like a big sucker for like songs that are trying to express journey, and and in this case, trying to close out like a very. Um, big chapter of their lives as people, right? Wait, in the case. So when you said last release, you don't mean most recent. You mean they're oh. done. Well, I do mean their last release as most recent, but I also mean they're done. Oh, like they're, they're disbanded. Yeah, they're disbanded. They're disbanded. I don't disbanded. know anything about new ones. Oh, okay, so yeah, I don't know anything. Okay. Either. So, like, I'll get into this now. So, I'll talk a little bit about uh, (laughs) some of the career highlights. So, they debuted on March 15th, 2012. Holy crap, I was in high school back then. Um, And they disbanded on March 15th, 2022. So, once they hit their 10 years, they decided to close it out. Um, oh, they're disbanded now. Yeah. They've already passed. Holy they shit. They just finished their... Yeah, so the album that they released It's Spring Again with was a best mm-hmm. of album, which was really nice, and Aww. it was like a good closure. A so there wasn't any... album. Yeah. yeah, so there wasn't any new um, songs except for this song, but they did remastered versions of previous releases. So... Um, and they decided to disband after three of the members decided not to renew with Plutus, right? So I think it's a couple of things that I wanted to highlight in terms of their career. So they debuted in 2012 with the song called Face. And this was a pretty viral song. So I, I went to go back and watch it today and it has 124 million views, which 10 years ago 
is really huge, let alone today. Yeah. Right? Ten years ago, K-pop was not as big as it was today. Right. So this this song was like viral, right? I would say that between 2012 to 2017, after their debut song, they had a lot of ups and downs. They had some successes. They had some periods of, you know, a, probably a little bit less less success than they probably would have liked. Um, but you know, nevertheless, they continued on. And where I discovered them really was when they went on produce season two, the one on one season yeah. in 2017. And I remember not knowing much about them. And they go, they're going on this show and self-proclaimed, they're like, we want to reboot to our career, right? And at this point, the hundred and whatever trainees are all, like, looking at newest, like, walk into the competition arena. And I remember, like, Lee <laughs> Dae-wee's face just goes, like, blank face, like, how the heck are we supposed to compete with powerhouses like newest? Like, if you already have, like, a hundred million plus view MB. Right, so uh, Lee Dae-wee's blank face will always be a remembrance of newest <laughs> for me. Um, but so after Produce, um, a couple, uh, only one member actually debuted with the actual 101 unit, but it was very much a renewed career for them after. So while Minhyun, one of the members, was in Produce, the others... Um, uh, promoted on their own, they released some new music and they got really positive feedback after the show. And then they promoted you know, they were as going... um, newest W, right? N- newest W, yep, newest W. Meaning and then when without Min, Min Chen, without Min Hyun, <laughs> Min Hyun, yeah. Min Hyun. Yeah, after Min Hyun came back, they were the full group again, yeah. um, which was really nice. And they were, like, pretty solid. I think they were probably, like, one, one or two comebacks every year ever since 2017. And they, you know, really tried to make it as a second kind of wind in their career, which was really nice. I think for me, when I heard that they were disbanding, similarly to the last group that I was following that disbanded, or, like, one of the most recent groups that disbanded, (laughs) G-Friend. Um, I, you know, I was thinking in my head, I was like, I, all I want is that these groups to disband on their own terms, yeah. like that they want to stop. Right. And that there's nothing wrong with like anything with their company and things like that. But then I go back and be like, wait, now there's, there's some kind of recurring pattern of mm-hmm. acquired companies, Source Music, Pledis Entertainment, that were acquired by uh, Big Hit Hybe, right? That have now mm-hmm. let go these two really huge groups, right? Mm-hmm. And let's set the record straight, at least for me and from my, from my take of it and my look through their careers is that they, ha- they were at their highest like way prior to acquisition, right? So this discussion of before, you know, a lot of people are saying like, oh, are they going to become even bigger under Hybe? Right? Mm. I think that they were, they did sell more, right? But that's just a function of time, Mm -hmm. right? It wasn't a function of production or company related, right? But I think their real career growth was happening prior to, right? So what's going on there with a company that, company like Hybe that is 
built off of acquisition. What's the point if you're going to acquire but not retain? Yeah. Right. So it just leaves me like a little bit confused. Right. Maybe they maybe they acquired because they're trying to not for market share because if it, if they were acquiring for market share they would just be like acquiring and retaining groups but maybe they just wanted to acquire like the infrastructure oh, of those companies okay so, i don't understand like like yeah i don't get it how like how their um business is structured and maybe they have like special contracts and relationships with distributors and like other things. Oh. Like maybe it was more political than it is like uh, public. Bro, this is the type of the shit that like reinforces me being a hype anti. <laughs> like they're separate from BTS. Let's not bring them into the convo, but specifically hype how they're running the business, the decisions that they're making, and what they're doing to the to these groups. Is fucking terrible. Like, I feel so bad for the fandoms who were hoping that this acquisition would mean right. more. Well, see, that's groups. why I brought up like a lot of the discussion was: was this going to lead to more longevity for them? Was this yeah. going to lead to more a bigger career for them? Mm-hmm. Only to have it end, right? It ended G Friend's career and also ended um, newest, right? As of and G Friend was peaking. They weren't like being phased out or right. slow, on a slow decline. And they copyrighted G-Friend's name so that they couldn't use it. And it was clear from our last time we talked about this, and I'm sorry that I'm bringing this up again, right? All I all I think what their fandoms want is that they wanted to end on their own terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now it's clear that they didn't want to finish because now four out of the however many G-Friend members... Um, are mm-hmm. have now been formed into a un- new unit, right? Under another company, so they didn't want to quit. Their, they didn't want to stop their K-pop careers quite yet. Right. And now one of the members has also debuted under Kong Daniel's um, uh, label. Wow. Right. So I want to support them so that they can find success. So I'll, I'll look into it because I feel so bad about what happened to them under Hive. Like it, it's wrong. And if they're reforming as other groups or launching solo careers, it's clear they weren't actually done. Like, that's, ugh, makes you feel icky. Yeah, that's why I think it's not, like, these acquisitions aren't about the groups. It's about, like, something in the background. Of course. Well, then it's, I mean, it's really sad for the artists and their fans. Yeah, it's really sad for their artists and it's really sad for their fans. Like, newest just... I wouldn't say just, right? Because 2017 is, like, a really long time ago in the K-pop world, right? Yeah. But, like, they worked really hard to get, like, a second chance at their career, right? And this was a potential to, like, once you hit 10 years, you're not going to be coming back, like, every year, right? But, mm-hmm. like, you don't even have to disband, right? Yeah. Like, Shiny takes a, a hiatus. Of activity yeah. is a big deal in K-pop because we know about the seven-year... The seven-year curse, yeah. Yeah, and they beat it only to end at 10 years. Right. So, like, again, when Girls' Generation hit 10 years, right, they don't need to be coming back every year, but they're still Girls' Generation, right? Mm-hmm. They're not disbanded. Shiny takes a two-year two, two year hiatus, like, 
yeah, they're on hiatus, but they're not disbanded, right? So, like, something happened here, right? They could be silent for two years, totally fine and understandable. But Mm -hmm. something, I think something happened here that doesn't sit well, kind of, like, with me. And... Let's do an investigative series. <laughs> I don't know. I, and yeah. I'll just bring it back to something more positive, I think, just to close out this conversation about Newest. Like, for me, I just, like, feel bad for the fans. Like, I yeah. was watching the music video for It's Spring Again and reading all the comments. Like, I'm not a Newest stan and I, you know, don't follow them like I follow some of my favorite groups. And I'm going to be upfront with that. But you can really feel that, you know, every fandom really cares about their their um, people, right? So it's just, you know, really sad that it had to come to this. And I just hope that it's on their terms, that they're, you know, they're kind of at peace with this decision. And this is, it's true that they wanted to st- kind of close it out here. So, and it, I think that the song is also good. It was a really good closure um, to a 10-year career in K-pop. Again, I was in high school when they debuted, which is crazy. And a lot of heartache, a lot of probably tears that went in through those 10 years. So I'm going to say my hat is off and this one is dedicated to newest here. So props to you all. (laughs) Wow. I'll pour one out for newest. Yeah, I mean, like, there's so many different sides of spring, right? And in K-pop, spring is also this side that we're kind of exploring right now, in addition to the side that Casey talked about, like, the the lively, like, more, 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 getting towards summer, like, more optimistic, but it's also, like, a closing of the winter, right? That, you know... You make me cry on the pod. Okay, we're done here. Okay, Chris, close us out. Oh my god. Idol talk dot You know I love to be in my feels. K-pop's gotta make me feel. That's true. Okay. Well, to change the mood, <laughs> my wreck this weekend is a on repeat like a good 10 20 my entire entire one hour and 45 minute drive to work on repeat wow wow yeah it's it's that good um so my rec this for this episode is going to be the weekend by bb and 88 rising wrecking them a lot and i've been living in the k trenchill k r&b playlist lately and just this song just hits it's it's an r&b track but it definitely has more of a what's the word like upbeat. disco pop kind of ish for sure pop um has more of a pop feel to it maybe a little bit funky um so BB, I mean, we've wrecked BB a lot. What I want to talk about mainly is 88 Rising because I actually, I don't know if you can help me. 
So I'm wondering why 88 Rising is credited in this song and I, I didn't really have time to look into why because they're actually named as the artist. But my understanding was that 88 Rising is like a like a label, like the label for mm -hmm. Asian American artists to release their songs out he here in America. It's like it's like Young Money. It's a collection of artists. Oh. But they also produce their produce music. Okay. Young so Money is it's like ASAP. The rap, the oh, rap the, the rap. Okay, <laughs> so maybe that's why they're they're actually credited as like the artist in this song because it, it is. Yeah, it says BB um eighty eight rising. The music video, I was watching it this morning, and all like the only things that came to mind is like this is like if I were to have a fever dream, like. <laughs> Mm -hmm. With the, the colors in it, the red and the black and the swaggy Korean with the face tats that she's like <laughs> intimate. And then like the sex scene that's not a sex scene that it's kind of like, oh, what's the word? Like it goes like in and out and fast, like as if you're on drugs, which kind of makes sense because she says, I think the very last um, lyric she says is like, I'll get high on my own or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's very fun. I love playing this, even though I'm happily married and I don't have a guy calling me on the weekend and not answering my phone calls. Um, <laughs> so, yes, this song is about unrequited love. Um, but I love it because, yeah, like I said, the very last lyric she has is like, I'll get high on my own, meaning that, like, I'm okay. That's it. Yeah. yeah, fuck you. Like, I'll be okay on my own. And this is the song that Casey loves, where she makes out with the girl at the concert. No, it's not the one oh, I love. Oh, it's not? It's the, I was, no, I love the song, but when I clicked it in, in Spotify, I was fucking triggered because she oh, used yeah. that yeah, she used that kissing thing. that girl. Oh, I assumed it was. <laughs> yes, that was the graphic. It's so hard to see someone living your fucking dreams, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's so pretty, too, so... BB hurts me. <laughs> I don't understand her relationship to 88 Rising. Like, she's not an 88 Rising artist, but she's she, like, makes music with them and performs at their festivals. So, that's why I had the question, too, because they're credited in, like, they're the artist on the song. Mm -hmm. So, from my understanding is that 88 Rising is a collective for, like, obviously Asian American artists, but from reading their Wikipedia page, it sounds like they also help distribute in the states Be mm. so she is definitely yeah, not signed to them um but from what i read it sounded like they helped distribute yeah that makes sense that makes sense so yeah that's my wreck that's all i have to say it's been on repeat on repeat yeah seven times i love that song i probably listen to it once a day and the playlist on spotify that i listen to it on is called tapioca Ooh. Wait, why is it called tapioca? Yeah. The cover, the cover art is a little boba, boba. and <laughs> let me let me see. There's like a, it's a this mix. Love boba. <laughs> it's a mix of like R and B, ooh woo. Oh, it's I called see. And this tapioca. is R and B, ooh woo. Yeah. I love this song too. It's such a vibe, and it makes me wish, like what Chris was saying. Like, I mean, I'm. I'm engaged and definitely just married and stuff, so I don't have a guy who's not texting me back. But I wish I did, just so I could have that, like, angry, yeah. angsty, <laughs> you know, like, but still be vibing. Uh -huh. 
I was playing Still this hot. and singing along to it with Peter in the car, and he was like, what are you listening to? I'm like, shut up. Just shut up and let me sing. Just tell Peter to not text you back for a weekend so you could live the song. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Just be like, Peter, please. Did she, Did you <laughs> mention that dreams. it's all English? No, I didn't mention yeah. that. Yeah, it is all English. Yeah. And I love I think she's fluent in English, right? I could yeah, say that yeah. it sounds like it, but I mean, it's very easy to sound fluent during songs. That's, I've watched some of her Instagram lives, and she's definitely fluent by the way she responds to people. Ooh. Like, she's very, like, sassy, and, like, she cusses. So She sounds oh, just okay, like your okay. fucking run-of-the-mill Los Angeles Asian-American. Like, <laughs> yes, is she straight-up Korean, or is she Amer- Korean-American? I don't know if we've I don't. I didn't really do that. background info in her, because we've wrecked her a bunch, and I don't know if I'm, I end up repeating information. Yeah, I think maybe it's something we've never covered because we're always just like, oh, we talk about BB all the time. Someone's got to have mentioned it. But uh, if you're listening and we have not covered BB enough to warrant that kind of attitude, like, let us know. And we'll rectify it. (laughs) She is Korean. She's not Korean-American from what I – yeah, she's not Korean-American. She was born in Ulsan, South Korea. Oh, okay. So she's Korean. So does anyone know how her and Hyoyeon became so tight? They're tight? Yeah. I mean, they did the song together. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> They're the same vibe. Well, you could, you could like, do a song with someone and not be, like, oh, tight. Oh, that's just true. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's true. Like, they're, true. like, they're besties. They hang out and do shit together. Tight? Or they oh, I guess not. Together. I guess. Well, I don't know, I guess. Maybe but. it is okay. 88 Rising. I wanted to know how that collaboration happened, I guess, is my question. My guess uh, is that she's she's at a label that's unknown, so they kind of can just do whatever. There isn't like like strict rules like at big box entertainment oh, companies. You know what I right, mean? Right, right, right. Like yeah. the, those collapse won't happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for those very different, <laughs> interesting. Um, recommendations for the month of March. We'll be back next time in two weeks with another episode, but thank you to listeners for tuning in and we'll talk to you all next time. Goodbye. Stream Feel My Rhythm and watch 2521. Yes! Stream Big Bang.